to ask, this is going to be a different message today. Um, did I hear a hallelujah? Like, all right. I'm going to grab this real quick, too. But this, I'm going to ask some friends of mine to join me today. Can you guys come on up? Um, last week at the, at the Resurrection Sunday services, I... Uh, started a confession to you that I didn't realize I had. I was struggling a little bit with, um, you got a buddy? Struggling a little bit with um, a particular way I was looking at Jesus. And, and it never really articulated to me until I was preaching on Sunday. And so, it, like God said, this is where you're struggling with me. I'm I have no problem with Jesus' deity, like, like he is the Alpha Omega, beginning and the end, the, the name of, of all names, the, the creator of absolutely everything we see. I got no issue with that at all. I don't have a problem with being assured of my salvation, even though that was kind of like, is that what it is? No. My issue is, with me personally, is my seeing God in the flesh come down to us as in the form of a man who didn't have to and did all those things. And yet still, like he does all that stuff, fulfills hundreds of prophecies, rises from the freaking dead, which is ridiculous, right? To show us who he is and still has a desire to be with a knucklehead like me and a knucklehead like you. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, say you're a knucklehead. If fights break out, that's going to be awesome, right? Yo, you are. <laughs> grace, everybody, Grace. And so that's been my issue. I'm like, are you, are you serious, Jesus, that, that you want to be with me? You know what I did yesterday, right? You know what I even did this morning? I mean, like the stupid sins and, and temptations that I fall into, all those kind of ridiculous things that I'm still battling. Lord, you still want to be with me. That's, that doesn't make any sense, and that's where I'm hurting my head. And so this week, I was going to kind of tie off on that because we've got a new, new series called To the Table. And it is about, I'm going to have you hold that. It is about um, sitting with people across the table and doing what Jesus did. One of the things that I'm amazed by is that Jesus did simple stuff. A lot of times, like, paired in between supernatural, God-like, power-like stuff, like judging the church, we talked about, and then says, anybody that opens the door, I will come in and eat with you. And him with me. And I will sit you on my throne as I sat with mine. That's crazy to me, right? That doesn't make any sense to me, but that's who Jesus is. Like, regardless of our sins, regardless of any of those things, and I'm, I'm list, looking at the message this week, and we're asking people to say, hey, you know, um, open up, be willing to, to come to somebody's table. By the way, on your Connect cards that I'm having you fill out, if you're willing to take a night and say, I want to eat with somebody, put that on your Connect card as well. We will have somebody contact you, and you, we, will, we will have pizza or bologna sandwiches or whatever ridiculous simple food it is but i'm sitting there um putting the message together this week and some friends of mine crossed my mind and um some very good friends of mine so i'm going to introduce you to blake everybody what's up blake balake for obvious reasons this is jeff jeff and this uh the love of his life elizabeth i'm gonna talk so what's up, Elizabeth? That's right. That's, I love this church, man. And so I'm, I'm putting the message together, and I'm, and I'm realizing that there is a real-life story 
of salvation followed by friendship. Um, Judy and I went regularly to a place called Paradise Cafe for one reason, one reason only. We had date night. She loves spending time with me, so uh, we do that. <laughs> What's that? That's right. That's right. You lying in church, dog. Um, and we would go and visit with uh, Jeff. Would be our waiter. He worked there, and he was just. We've known Jeff since he was a little kid. I uh, grew up with our daughter Morgan. We just have always loved him a whole lot. And uh, we'd say, Jeff, we're going to come give you a hard time and uh, run your ragged. So I need some more ice and that kind of thing. Now mess mess with you. And um, Blake, uh, I, I was introduced to Blake. Um, by uh, his wife who grew up next door to us and w- what happened was she grew up next door to us she met this this dude and said I'm in love I'm so hot I'm like yeah and so Jeez. so she did I don't know. Yeah. she was telling Morgan that so she uh so we we got together and we uh <laughs> it's just getting bad at it it's all true, man. I mean, all these are true. I might have expanded a little bit of the story, but um, <laughs> was it uh, was it uh, like license? Uh, I can't remember poetic license or poetic license. Thank you. So license is a lie. <laughs> um, but so she said, "Would you would you you know do our wedding?" And I was like, "Sure, you know, no problem." You know, we went through a process of you know premarital counseling and all that kind of stuff. And you guys have made it four years. Is that right? Four, three years. Three, three years. Um, and so, worked. I mean, it's a, you're welcome. So far. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, March 10th, 2015, uh, Jeff was on his way home from work. And actually, it was his birthday. We were actually going to go out there. It was a Tuesday night. It was our, that was our date night at the time. And uh, he was hit by a drunk driver on a real, like, I got a call from Cody the next day. say, bro, um, Jeff was in a terrible, terrible, terrible accident. And if it weren't for the, you know, for God's grace, he would have definitely lost his legs and, and mostly probably lost his life. Um, Jeff, if I'm correct, if you want to articulate anything like this, you broke both your femurs. Uh, you were pulled completely out of the car and on the side of the road. And when I got the call, of course, we go to the hospital and, you know, and he's all combed up, uh, legs are like swelled up like tree trunks, that kind of thing. You're, they're pumping you full of drugs, and, you know, your teeth are all broken out, and, you know, we visit with your parents, and your parents have just been shocked, and there's all kinds of things going on. Lovely parents, by the way. You guys are awesome. And, um, you're right. <laughs> oh, man. I love it, dude. I love it. So humble. So humble. So humble. Just that's it. he told me that was his best quality. So, so thank you, brother. I love that. And so we um, you know, went through you know with these guys. That interestingly enough, I don't know if it was a few days later, or a couple weeks later, just such a blur for a lot of us. But um, Blake said, "Man, I was the first responder on that." Blake is a firefighter, and uh, I was the first responder on that. He goes, "Man, that dude." He goes, "We just assumed he was a goner," you know, when he left you know it was that, that bad and kind of had to unfold his body the way it you know, was just weird and uh, put him back on a stretcher and so um he says man if he i said dude he's alive he's still i mean he's in a coma right now but he's alive and so um you know weeks later when you know jeff comes out of that coma uh he gets you know is able to go home and, and that can be taken care of well 
Blake's like, I want to meet the guy. You know, that's what that's a that's a call you don't forget. So Blake and I went over and met with him and everything, fixed the fire alarm. I think it was me. <laughs> it was like a battery or something. I couldn't find it. was driving the whole house batty. It was awesome. <laughs> I said the fire fire. I had to call the fire fire to get the smoke alarm fixed. But but the uh, and now you know the the one who saves Jeff has become a very good friend of Jeff's. They got this weird bromance going on now. You know, they're like calling each other. Hey, want to go see a movie? I'm like, I'll go with you. Like, no, nah, we're cool. It's good. <laughs> amazing thing, even more amazing story is that um, Elizabeth is is Jeff's speech therapist, and you know when this. When the, the treatment's over and that kind of thing, they develop a romance and and get to know, what, yeah, I mean, start, you know, loving each other and that kind of thing. It's just disgusting, their Facebook posts. I'm like, golly, bro. <laughs> I love you. I love you more. No, sorry. But the, the this is like, <laughs> Elizabeth, like, I'm going to kill you. You didn't say none of this. What's <laughs> But. The cool thing is this sounds like a, an amazing movie, right? Like a really cool movie. Maybe Tom Selleck will play me. I don't know. It would be kind of cool. <laughs> because you're not even involved in this, bro. We um, but it is, an, it is truly an amazing, incredible story. Amen? And the amazing thing is, and the thing, the, the thing I was thinking about this week was, was that is, and Blake's not even Jesus, right? And if Jessica was here, she, <laughs> Jessica's here. She's like, amen. Um, hallelujah. But um, the amazing thing is, is that that is, that is a, a great illustration of how Jesus saves us and still wants to be our friend. And it's been in front of me the whole time, and I still struggle with that. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to, like, have you struggle with it with me or anything like that. But if you do, I want you to know I'm with you in that. Like, that's the one, that's the part, right, that, that gets me. Um, and it is a good story, and it's, a, it's like, a, like that is amazing. Only God could make that happen. However, God made something even more incredible happen for us. Like it was, it was him who created absolutely everything and saves us and still not just saves us and rescues us and tolerates us, but desires to be with us like these guys that desire to be with each other because they're homies now, right? Crazy to me. It's a great story, and it's a great illustration of, of God's love for us. Amen? Amen. You guys want to say anything at all? You know, just talk a little bit about I'll, Yeah. I'll say a little bit. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, pretty much what Casey said. Um, it's just crazy. You know, you don't, you question <laughs> sometimes what, what God has in store for you. And when this accident happened, I woke up after about three weeks in induced coma and I looked over at my mom, and she was bawling her eyes out. And uh, I had no recollection of the accident at all. So I looked down. I'm in a hospital gown. And I asked her, I'm like, what's going on? I don't, I was just driving home from work. I think I don't get what's going on. And she's like, well, Jeff, you're okay, but both your legs are broken. Nerves were stretched. You broke 10 ribs. Um, and actually, you had uh, died twice um, for over 10 minutes. They had to pull me back twice. Um, it's a lot to take in, a lot to take in, and I really question a lot, um, because like Casey said, I think I, there was a soft opening for his church two years ago, right before my accident, and I went to that, and um, 
he had a vision in place and looking at everybody now, his vision has come to fruition. He's gotten so many people here and it's a great thing what he's got here. Um, but I question a lot. But when Casey said that he knew the first responder that had been there in my accident, it gave me hope. Um, you know, he introduced me to Blake and we were very similar, only children. Um, he was a couple years older than me. Oh, he has a sister, yeah. Well, only boy. Good friend you are. Well, <laughs> I was in a coma, man. My memory's messed up. You know, <laughs> my brain, man. <laughs> well, anyways. Oh, my gosh. I don't believe his sister lives here, so. Okay, so see, that's why. His sister's not in the picture right now. So, well, he's a good brother. He throws her into the bus. It's cool. It's awesome. It's fine. But anyways, so meeting him, um, it was great because then a few months, it was December, so almost seven months since my accident, he actually set it up where I got to go to the firehouse and meet the EMTs, meet the firefighters that were there at my accident, meet the people that saved your life, because I don't think many people get to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was one of the lucky ones that it was saved. So to meet those people and to see those faces and to actually tell them each thank you one by one, it, it was moving. It was moving. Um, that's something that will impact my life forever because um, it makes their job worth it. It makes their life worth it. You know, they're working hard, and um, what they do, it's, it's underrated sometimes. And I mean, they get the thanks and praise they deserve. So, so thank you, man. Amen. You guys deserve more, so thank you. And then with Elizabeth, um, you know, uh, she went to Missouri, though, and I'm a KU guy, so we obviously have tension all the time. <laughs> but that's okay. We don't, we don't say but two words to each other um, a lot. Love you. But uh, no, anyways, so at first, you know, I just woke up out of a coma, and I couldn't really talk. I had to use my hands, and um, I couldn't really talk. Uh, my vocal cord was bowed. I was aspirating a lot, which means when I ate or drank things to get to my lungs, if I didn't properly do the right thing. So I had to be on uh, thickened liquids. Uh, for eating, I had a peg tube, or they had to mush up my food and puree it. Um, it was tough, you know, not to be able to eat what you want or drink what you want um, for about a month, month and a half, I think. Um, that was tough. Couldn't have Chipotle, Buffalo Wings. My cousin knows. We love Buffalo Wings. He knows. That guy. God, he looks good over there That's with right. the bald head. <laughs> but, uh, no, but, um, but anyway, so obviously nothing happened then. You know, I was just trying to get healthy, and she was doing her job. But about a year later, it was May of 2016, I had to go to OPR for a great save event where they just honored people that they had taken care of in the hospital. And uh, I actually met with her in the cafeteria. I was just talking to one of my um, occupational therapists, and she happened to walk by, and um, I said, why don't you sit down? So she sat down. We started eating, started talking. I had a fundraiser at Top Golf coming up, and I said, hey, if you want more information, just, you know, can I have your number? And so reluctantly and hesitantly, sh yeah, you know, hey, you nice. know, Very you nice. know, hey, you know, you can take my life, but I still got it. I still got it. I don't <laughs> care. I don't got it. I don't got it. Um, but anyways, we went on a date or two after that, and just the connection was there, you know. Um, the moments, it just, what God has given me in terms of the friendship with Blake, the love and support from this church and from Casey and his wife, Judy, and now a beautiful girlfriend who I love so much and all that she did for me at the time. Didn't realize if she liked me or not, but, you know, all she did for me, and she still, she still take, takes care of me. I mean, you know, I, would, I don't know what I'd do without her. So um, I just appreciate you. 
appreciate Blake, appreciate you guys, appreciate Casey, and just, you know, God, like you said, God wants wants to be your friend. He wants to let you in. He wants to be there with you. Um, even if bad things happen, he's always there. Come on. So, Come on. amen, all right? You guys, say anything? Anything at all? Blake? Um, I'll, I'll just say that it was uh, – it was actually Judy who texted me the morning after. Hey, were you on that? And people are always like, "Oh, were you on that fire? Were you doing?" And usually I'm like, "Nah, I was off," or "No, nah, whatever." And she, I was like, "Yeah, I was." And it's really neat, like Jeff was saying, um, to meet someone because a lot of these people, you go do CPR and they live, or you make some kind of rescue, and then you never hear from them again. You never know whether they live, died. They don't. They don't come in. You never see them. So it was pretty neat to. Um, actually meet Jeff and his attitude was so positive and then it was it was cool because his parents came in and we all had breakfast at the firehouse and it is rewarding for us because for one most people in Jeff's situation don't live and then if they do you don't ever get to see him and they look a little different a few months later than he did on the road that night so uh, it was really rewarding and it's been a like Jeff said, a really neat deal for everyone, how this all came together. So, um, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Nice to have Jeff sitting here with us today. And uh, right. God's good, amen? Amen. amen. Here's what I want to do. I want to pray over these three and uh, in absentia, uh, Jessica, too. Um, uh, she was at a uh, wedding till way, way in the evening, so I couldn't make it this morning. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Man. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, let's pray. You guys want anybody wants to put your hands toward, uh, toward these guys or anything like that. But, Father, we are thankful, so very thankful for all that you have done um, uh, for Blake and Jessica, a.k.a. Blessica, um, for Jeff and Elizabeth. We're still trying to figure out their couple name. Uh, Judy said Jezebeth was not good, um, so I'm thinking about Eliza Jeff. I don't know, but um, but Lord, we just uh, we thank you for putting Blake and uh, Jeff together as friends, and just uh, man, just having a great fellowship and friendship, and and desire to be you know hanging out together. And thank you for a real life illustration of your love and your desire to be with us. And so we are uh, thankful, so very thankful, God for uh, rescuing and, and having Jeff survive. And then also, Lord, not only that, his example that he just continued to look to you with, a, I mean, an incredible attitude that can only come from you through all this. And so, Lord, uh, we take the challenge from Jeff, but also we just take rest in you. And it is in your son's name that we pray these things. Everybody in the house said amen. So, guys, thank you all very, very much. Get to know these guys. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Get to know these guys really well. Um, introduce yourself to them. Let them, uh, somebody grab these chairs. I don't know if we want to do something with them because we're going to. So, is that not cool? That's not the coolest of the cool, man. I tell you. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Yo. Book real? Are you, is it your, you write it? Do you write the book? Not yet? Dude, we'll have a we'll have a book signing party and everything here. We'll, 
It's your family, bro. I tell you, it's good stuff. But you know, I was, uh, again, just struggling with that whole thing, and yet in front of me for the last couple of years has been a real-life example of something like that happening. Amen? And so we all, we've got some, some, some cool stuff to go over. And, uh, you know, last week when I talked, you know, on uh, Resurrection Sunday, talking about Jesus' power, talking about the desire for us. And as we go through this um, series called To the Table, it is about doing simple things the way Jesus did them. See, people rarely will come to Jesus because you browbeat them with the scriptures. But they will lots of times, if you're eating with them, and coming to and getting to know them and getting to know their stories and truly taking an interest in who they are, uh, they will come to know Jesus because you're full of Jesus, right? That's how this works, right? We, we can go and we can go pound them with Scripture and tell them they're going to go straight to hell, um, all that kind of stuff. But if we really get to know them and goof off with them, and Mitch and Paul and I were at lunch at Todd's and we were goofing off with Donna, the, our, uh, you know, she was serving us this week. And she was giving it back to us as much as we gave it to her. In fact, I think she started it, right? Her and her husband, Wayne, are here this morning, right? Just popped in this. We're like, are you kidding me, man? So, so cool to see, see Donna in the house this morning. I mean, these are the things that we can just do over eating, over a, a, a meal. And so, guys, I want to encourage us. Have dinner with each other. Have lunch with each other. Bring somebody that doesn't know Jesus, not so that you can convert them but that you can get to know them. And they'll find out about Jesus here for full of him, right? Eventually, amen? Look at what happened in Mark, uh, in Matthew, sorry, Matthew 9, starting in verse 1 through, starting in verse 1. We're going to go through thir- 1 through 13 very quickly. Uh, matter of fact, we're going to wind this up pretty quick, but I just wanted to tell you another example of Jesus showing his power and then doing something very simple with people because that's who he is. He doesn't complicate things, but he does exhibit his power. Matthew 9, Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought him to a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, take heart, son. And that's amazing. Take heart, son. See, disciples making is not simply uh, trying to teach somebody uh, all the things it means to be a Christian or all the things it meant. It is taking somebody as your son and your daughter and raising them up in the Christian walk. Wow. Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law, those folks that are accusers, those folks that are uh, essentially um, like, like had developed a whole bunch of rules and regulations, they said to themselves, this fellow is blasphemy." blaspheming or blaspheming knowing their thoughts jesus said why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk it's easier to say your sins are forgiven because you don't have to show any evidence to anybody oh yeah your sins are forgiven it's cool watch what he says but i want you to know that the son of man has what's that word authority jesus said All authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you to do. All authority, and I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Guys, if you haven't been baptized, I want to encourage you to do so. 
That's the first step of what it means to be a disciple. A lot of people, lot of people say me and Jesus are tight and you won't even do the first thing he said. It's amazing, right? So I encourage you to do that. But I want to know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. And when the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to man. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Now a tax collector in that society was the worst of the worst of all society. Now we're all angry right now about having to pay taxes last Tuesday, right? <coughs> Some of us are like, shoot, I got 48 bucks back, man. But, but, but most of us are like, I can't believe how much I pay in taxes, right? And so we don't consider an IRS agent like the worst of the worst of the, of the society, right? In this society, a tax collector like Matthew was a paid thug of the government. Like he would somebody who would say, hey, you, for the privilege of me collecting your taxes, you need to give me some and a whole lot more on top of that. And so people, they were hated. They were absolutely the worst of the worst. Couldn't have testimony, was not allowed in courts, all those kinds of things. And this is the kind of person that Jesus said, come with me and follow me. Matthew, who happened to write a whole book of the Bible. Amazing. Like some of us in here, like God will never take me, nor does he have any desire for me because of what I've done and who I am. And yet he picks the worst of the worst. And what's weird is he picks this guy along with like a political zealot who's trying to overthrow the government. It's kind of like putting a Hillary and a Trump person together. Hey, let's have fellowship. What could, what could go wrong, right? But that's Jesus. See, Daniel just started a new disciple group this week and i love his disciple group it's it's racially diverse economically and socioeconomically diverse different blue collar white collar white black it's awesome it's an amazing thing and it's a picture of what heaven's going to be like and this is the kind of person that jesus is and this is the kind of person that god in the flesh calls the worst of the worst don't ever think that you can't be used by cdc jesus is not someone who stoops to our level, and you can fill this out on, well, you can't fill this out on your blank. I noticed this wasn't on there, but you can write it in. Jesus, Jesus is not someone who stoops to our level, but invites us up to his level, no matter where we are. Amen? And we'll finish with this. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, just got through showing his power and authority. He just invited the worst of the worst considered in society and he's at his house man this is where i start struggling like are you sure jesus are you sure you want a knucklehead like me are you sure you want a knucklehead like all of us in here are you sure you simply want to be with us while he was having dinner at matthew's house Many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. There's something about Jesus that made Matthew the worst of the worst. Like people don't want to approach Jesus because they're saying, I got to clean myself up first, right? I got to get right with him. I got to stop cussing or stop drinking or stop doing crack or whatever it is. I got to stop before I come to know Jesus. And there's something about the worst of the worst in society that says, I love this guy and I want all my homies that are just like me to come know him. There is something about Jesus. There's something about Jesus. And the people want to know him. 
One of the heartbeats of New City Church is to not introduce you to our church, but to introduce you to the real Jesus. Because once you get to know him, you can't get enough of him. You're going to find I mean, it's crazy what he does. It's crazy the kind of person that he is. Who took my notes? Sorry. <laughs> I love I love, no, it's totally cool. Totally cool. You can take it. No, thank you. <laughs> I love you. Michaela, you are the awesome. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, oh, no. I can't finish now. Okay, goodbye, everybody. No. <laughs> I love our church. That's my sister. I give her a hard time all the time. I've known these two, by the way, since they were little. They were part of my youth. And to see Kyle as our youth pastor, and I got to marry these guys much like I married Blake and Jessica, Blessica. Hey, Kyla Kayla. Okay. That's your couple name. I got to get back to this. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher, he's more than a teacher, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. That's uh, from Hosea. For I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Amen. Do not ever think that you're too far gone or too jacked up or too messed up to come to know Jesus. That's exactly when he needs you to come to him. And when we open our table to eat with others, we're bringing kingdom like Jesus did. Do not overcomplicate evangelism. Do not overcomplicate the mission field. I'm sorry, I was just messing with you. <laughs> Come on up and you get to say amen. Do not overcomplicate the mission field. The mission field is simple. A lot of times people think, I got to gear up and I got to go all across the world and that kind of thing. No. Go across the street and invite somebody to dinner. Amen? Open up your home. Have lunch. And see what happens. Go to Todd's. Give Donna a hard time. It works. I mean, it's amazing. It's like we just had like a kindred spirit. Like she's giving me a hard time. She's giving Mitch a hard time. We're giving her a hard time. It's awesome. Right? Go. What Jesus said, go make disciples. Go and invite people in. Amen? Go across the street or across the world, wherever it is. Don't overcomplicate it. And it really is about introducing them to the true Jesus. Not the one that we've been taught he is. Or told he is. Or convinced he is. Or ashamed into thinking he is. It's who he is. The most amazing person you will ever meet and he desires you and me father we love you it's been an incredible morning so far you are doing such a i just crazy things in this church but lord ultimately it is your spirit your man your people that you're rising up and through us, you're showing your, showing your power to the world. 
Father, we love you more than we can tell you. And we thank you for wanting to be with us. As messed up and jacked up as we are. Thank you for that desire. And may we never forget it or dismiss it. It is in your son's amazing and incredible name we pray. All God's people in the house said, amen.